Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And for the second straight week, it's just two. There's just two. Last week, Dave was on sabbatical. I'm not sure what he was doing on sabbatical, but he's back. And now Brian Anthony Davis is on sabbatical. I don't know when I get my sabbatical. Dave, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, it's going all right. If we would have started this late last week, I'd have been here for the show. But <laughs> uh, but that that didn't happen. And we honestly, I it was, did I want to go on by myself at 8.45-ish? Or did I want to at least have someone else on the air and wait for Jeff? Yeah. Um, so I'm like, let's do this. It's late. We don't have to we, we don't have to listen to Brian talk as much. So we might not have to have quite as long yeah, of a show. So. That's right. Yeah. But no, know. we do miss Brian. We miss him. Absolutely. I wish he was here. Absolutely. And, you know, if the person that schedules my softball games should just be taken out and beaten to a pulp. I don't know. That's that's just what I'm saying. Well, it's it's very <laughs> it's very simple because, you know, it, when you get down to it, when someone already says, oh, don't schedule me for Tuesdays because I have to do my locker room for my let's ride. <laughs> I don't have any other options. I have Tuesday or Thursday. Um, Wednesdays work fine. Well, not all teams can play on Wednesdays, and the teams you were playing tonight, they couldn't. And any, anyways, if you haven't figured it out yet, Dave's the one that schedules my <laughs> softball games. Okay, let's get on with it. I do want to make an announcement that as of this being recorded, which is live Thursday on our YouTube channel, you can follow us on YouTube, search BTSE Steelers Radio, subscribe and like the shows. We appreciate it. Uh, we are law dog days away from week one. That's right. Lawrence Timmons, 94 days. Have you ever seen anyone puke on the football field as much as Lawrence Timmons did in his time in Pittsburgh? I mean, he threw up all the time. I put a gif of this on Twitter, and I had people responding with other 
gifts of different games of him throwing up on the field. He puked a ton, David. I've never seen a player do it that many times. Well, it's so funny because I only, I only remember watching it live and noticing it one main time. So every time I'd see it, I'd be like, Oh yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, maybe that wasn't the same time. So yeah. So I guess, um, I, I guess so, but I I've, I've seen it so many different times. I'm like, is this all from one game or is this from no. different games? I know the Miami. It was the Miami week game one was once, one year. I remember that. So, because I remember thinking, oh well, he's not in condition yet. It's the first week of the season. So, but there was also the I remember the Miami game it was really hot. Yeah, the Dolphins made the Steelers wear black. He's in the end zone. That's the one that I had shared. Yeah, he's down on a knee and he's just bleh, all this water yeah. just puke. Anyways, Lawrence Timmons, I think, is one of the most underrated players in, in the Mike Tomlin era. And he was his first draft pick. We know that. I, he was, I thought he was really good. And, you know, no one talks about him. Everyone talks about linebackers. They talk about James Ferrier. And some uh, modern fans will talk about Vince Williams or Devin. No one talks about Lawrence Timmons. It was like a forgotten guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I personally thought that he was a extremely more than solid player for the Steelers. Um, and yeah, you're, you're right. You're, you talk about that with, with the Mike Tomlin draft pick and everything else. Um, I, I thought he did a fantastic job, but as, as we know, when a lot of times with people with that position and some other positions that whenever father time hits you, it hits you pretty hard. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't take, take long for someone to really to find out that, um, their best days are behind him, but when his best days in Pittsburgh were really good days, they really were. <clears throat> they were really good. Absolutely. Let's talk about some news that was happening with the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. OTAs are a wrap. All three phases are now completed. The Steelers were supposed to have four workouts this week. They, I think they did have one on Monday, but they, it wasn't a practice. Uh, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's it. Phase three is done. The next step is minicamp. Dave, I want to ask you if was there anything, and if if so, what was it? Was anything surprise you from OTAs at all? Um, it's funny. I, I'm curious if they intentionally put the running backs right in front of the media because Najee Harris was the first round pick, That's or if true. that just happened to work out that way. But there there seemed to be an awful lot of Najee, and but that's what you expect whenever you have a first round pick. Anything that jumped out at me was how, I don't know if they got in trouble with sharing so much, but man, oh man, as the week went on, there was next to nothing to, to of reports coming out from, from OT. I, I think I know what did it. I think What's I know that? there was a video. And I'll just say a writer at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that narrows it down. He okay. shared a video of them working on, fake handoff shovel pass forward. Mm -hmm. That's a no, no. I do know from my time away from behind the steel curtain a year ago, Mm -hmm. you are given stipulations on what you can and cannot do at practice. Individual workouts are the only thing you can share. And that was not an individual where I guarantee you that might've been said anyways. So, okay, go ahead. That makes sense. That really makes sense. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you what, for me, attendance was a surprise. Yeah. But people forget that right before OTA started, that was when the Steelers as a part of the NFLPA and Cam Hayward was very vocal about why, you know, why in the world are we doing this? They still wanted virtual. The Steelers were going to not attend any voluntary workouts. 
And then I remember saying in our Slack channel, Cam won't be there. He's the he's the NFLPA rep for the Steelers. There's no way he's gonna go against the union. And then everyone's there. Cam's he, there. He Ben's spoke there. the first he day. Did. He was, and I they think asked, that was planned. Yeah. That was planned. I they think had to so do too. Yeah. He said that they gave the Steelers organization, I think from Art Rooney down, they met, they talked about ways to, I guess, to kind of ease players into it. Whatever they did, whatever they changed, Cam was on board with it. The the players on the team were on board with it. I thought they had great attendance. I was surprised. I wasn't expecting that many. Um what about any disappointments? Anything, Dave, that disappointed you from OTAs? I mean, my expectations were very low. Just honestly, to, to see anything from OTAs to me is a bonus. So mm-hmm. the only way I would have been disappointed was to see zero pictures, zero videos, and zero zero players showing up would have disappointed me. So honestly, I can say I'm not. I'm not disappointed in it um, just because it happened. Didn't happen last year. It happened. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I was, I put this question out on Twitter on my personal page, and it was just a poll that said, if a player doesn't show up at OTAs, how do you react? Are you saying, Matt, it's voluntary, doesn't matter? Do you think, I wish they were there? Or do you say, Matt, it's football in shorts? And most of, I think the majority of people, there was only like 150 some people that voted said that they were, they didn't care. It's voluntary. I kind of care. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be honest. I wish TJ Watt would have at least shown up for a week. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. show up at all that I saw. I didn't see it. Yeah. I couldn't, Joe Hayden. I, I could neither confirm nor deny that. Exactly. Accusation. <laughs> I didn't see Joe Hayden there at all. I, those are the two David DeCastro didn't. I mean, my gosh, I mean, I'm thinking about David DeCastro. The, the offensive line is so green this year. Everyone is in a different spot in a different position. You think you would show up. Like I, I, I understand it's voluntary. And I think it was, who was the player that said, ah, oh, they've been around. They don't need to show up. One of the players this in the past three weeks that during this phase of OTAs did an interview and they asked about the veterans and he said, ah, they've been doing it a long time. And they said, TJ has been doing it a long time. And TJ's still in his rookie contract. He hasn't been doing it that long. I mean, my gosh. And again, just to show up. But it, at the same time, there's a, there's a positive to that. You're giving players like Alex Highsmith a lot of repetitions. Um, Quincy Roche was going to be getting a lot of repetitions with TJ Watt out. That's going to be beneficial to them. But I got to be honest, that's a little disappointing. I'm just being honest. I wish some of those guys would have just shown up for a little bit, but it and is what it is. I'll say what would be more disappointing with that which we'll probably never know, or who knows, maybe we will, is did these guys communicate with the, with the team at all? Did they communicate with the coaches to say, hey, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to be there. I have this going on. Or was it just, oh, I wonder if TJ is going to show up today. Nope, he's not here. That's that's the difference. And we'll probably never know that. So that I know what you mean. It's, it's, sometimes it's, a, it's an attitude. It's a mentality about, you know, hey, let's get this done together. So I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. I know that Cam said, Cam Hayward said that Mike Tomlin told him the team and the, and he him being the rep. Like, look, I, I don't, I just want to see you all. Like, that's what he said. I just want to see you all. Yeah, I want to see what kind of conditioning you're in. And he, I think he was basically saying, I'm not going to push you guys to the brink here. I just want to make sure I, we see you guys get you in the, in the facility. Uh, I'm, I guarantee you they were in contact with Joe Hayden and, and TJ Watt and David DeCastro and anyone else that might have missed time. But go ahead, Dave. I have a question for you then. 
because I don't know if you saw this report or not, but several NFL teams have canceled their mandatory minicamp because they said they got everything done they needed to in OTAs because players showed up. Any chance if all those guys would have shown up for at least one week that the Steelers would have done that? I don't think there's any chance. Mike Tomlin's not going to turn down an opportunity to get his team on the field together and and work. And especially, like I mentioned, the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, if if you were to can't, like if you said if DeCastro would have shown up, would he have done it? I think he still would have had minicamp. He might have altered it a little bit, but I think he still has minicamp, which is coming up. What are the dates on that? I forget. I think it's the 15th. Yeah, it's two. It's Tuesday, fifteenth to the seventeenth. I think. Yeah. Three days. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday to Thursday. And then, thankfully, Dave did some homework and he found out that the Steelers will be reporting to training camp on. Is it the twenty first of July? The twenty first is the twenty first is the date set by the NFL that they can report. Got it. Yeah. So the Steelers have not announced if that's what they're doing or not. If they d- if they don't, um, you're kind of like, well, why not? I mean, I understand it might be a longer mini camp because of the Hall of Fame game, but that's what both them and the Cowboys are allowed to report. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. And we still don't know. We do know that minicamp is going to be at Heinz Field. The Steelers made that announcement. <clears throat> that does not mean fans are going to be able to be there or anything. They're just going to no. hold it at Heinz like, Field, not at the Like with training camp last Exactly. We haven't heard about training camp yet. And the Green Bay Packers on Thursday, they went to Twitter and said that they're going to, they're expecting a full house this season and they're going to be taking their show on the road for training camp. And there's going to be fans there. I saw that. I don't know if you saw that, Dave. I did. When I saw that, I'm thinking the Steelers have to follow suit. I mean, unless the state of Pennsylvania or something has some type of restrictions. I mean, you would think that they should be announcing the after minicamp, they should be announcing the dates of training camp soon. Uh, you would think because you also have to remember this was Green Bay's minicamp week because Correct. of when they started their stuff. So basically they announced it today, which was at the end of minicamp. So hopefully at the end of minicamp, we get the same thing from the Steelers. If you were a betting man, would you think that they would be in Latrobe with fans this summer? Yes. Good. I think so. And I am a betting man, but I'm not, <laughs> I, maybe not in this case. I don't know if they're, I don't know if you can actually get, we have what's up with your camera there. Yeah. No, I'll, I don't know. It all seems that foggy. <laughs> I probably spit on it. <laughs> like a Bill Cower spit. spit yeah. All right. Let's get to the, the main topic of today's show. And it's something that, you know, my let's ride for Friday morning is all about Mason Rudolph. And, and I don't want to hear people say, well, I'm not listening to that. Just here. Let's take a listen. Uh, and I, I was talking about the, the future, thinking about the future of the quarterback position. And I, all of a sudden it's, it's like hit me like a ton of bricks. Why do we care so much right now about the future of the quarterback position? I mean, this has seriously been a, an ongoing debate. I, I was speaking with a, a fellow softball player that Dave knows that is a fan of the website as I was leaving the fields today, and he's talking about things, and he said, you know, I don't understand why people just – he said, it seems like people are rooting against Dwayne Haskins just because his name is he's Dwayne Haskins and he went to Iowa State. And I said, I agree with you 100%. I said, it doesn't make any sense to me either. And then it also hit me that I don't know why anyone cares right now. If Dwayne Hassens plays this year, the Steelers are in trouble because that would mean that Ben Roethlisberger and Mason Rudolph are both hurt. So, uh, cause I don't see Dwayne Haskins winning the number two job, but Dave, do you care is the first question about the future of the quarterback position right now? Yes, I do. 
Okay, but not more than what I care. <laughs> but not more than I care about the 2021 season. I mean, it's nice to know. I mean, if the Steelers had nobody under contract, I mean, I'm really glad they did the one year extension with with Rudolph. Because if they'd have nobody under contract, you're like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen next year? I could understand thinking about it some, but I think we're putting way too much emphasis on it right now because yeah. there is so much that can happen through this season and particularly this preseason to help give an idea of what's going, going to happen in that regard. It's funny because you say that with Dwayne Haskins and, so the, and you say about how many people are so down on him. I ask the opposite. I'm like, why are there so many people so high on him as well? I think the real answer should be in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. well, he, I mean, he, yes, he was a first round draft pick. No, he has not looked well in the NFL so far. Yes, he has potential. That's why it should be somewhere in the middle. If it works out great, if it doesn't, oh, well. And like you say, that that is a great thing to be. Isn't it much better if you're going to have someone like that in the mix? Not saying that he's going to be in the mix for sure or not for 2022. But isn't it much better to have that 2021? How many people were saying, oh, the Steelers should have drafted their quarterback for the future so they could sit for a year and understand the system? Well, granted, he's been in the NFL two years, but guess what Dwayne Haskins gets to do this year if he wants to have a shot at showing that he could be a starting quarterback again? He gets a year in the system. Mm -hmm. You know, give Mason, you know, and he, you, you shouldn't even, I mean, I, who knows, like you said about the backup position, you know, that you're not banking on him winning that but that's all going to play itself out eventually that is really 2022's problem you're right we need to focus on 2021 and not who's going to be the next guy after ben it's who's coming in off the bench for ben if it has to happen i know that in 2018 when mason rudolph was drafted in the third round and the steelers made a small little trade to move up in front of cincinnati and take him you and I, Dave, we were very excited. We were, I wouldn't have been upset if they would have drafted him in the first round. Uh, I would not have been upset. I, that's, anyways, <laughs> that's fine. No, I, I mean, can't yeah, say I, I agree, that's, that's but, what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I was pretty excited. And I, I guess, and I say this in my podcast on Friday morning, is it was the first time I felt that the Steelers drafted maybe, not a guarantee, maybe the next guy. You know, I mean, you think about all the quarterbacks that had been behind Roethlisberger in his career, whether it's Charlie Batch, Byron Leftwich, Brian St. Pierre, Dennis Dixon, Michael Vick, um, I, I could Landry Jones, I could go on Devlin Hodges. None of them, none of them ever felt like, wow, this is the next, this guy could be the next guy. Mason Rudolph kind of felt like that, but the one thing that people have to remember is that He's a, he was a third round pick. And mm -hmm. I think that the one thing that's really screwed with people the most is Kevin Colbert's comment that he made, excuse me, about we had a first round grade on him. Mm -hmm. Because the moment he yeah. said that, people then said, well, he should be playing like a first round pick. He's not a first round pick. He's a third round pick. So I, I guess for me, I was so excited, and I know Dave yeah, shared yeah. Oh, shared yeah. some of that excitement. Mm -hmm. And I was so let down in 2019 when he didn't play well. I told myself, just just enjoy Ben while you have Ben. I'd completely changed. I, there was a part of me that when Ben Roethlisberger got hurt in 2019, I'm going to be really candid here. There was a part of me deep down inside that said, 
well, now we're going to get to see something. Like we're going to yeah. get to see what life without Ben's like. I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. So um, I don't know. And, and, you know, you have the question marks around some of these players. Like if we're talking about Mason Rudolph in particular, uh, you know, he didn't have a quarterback's coach in 2018 or 2019. He played zero snaps in 2018. You talk about it all the time. He didn't even dress. Yeah. You talk about like practice reps. Yeah. He was getting none. If he yeah. was getting any, it was scout team, like none. And so in 2019, he gets thrust into the spotlight. Randy Feetner is the, is the offensive coordinator. Let's not forget that mess. And I mean, my goodness, I, I thought he made some strides and think about the year that he had the concussion when Earl Thomas hits him again in Baltimore or I'm sorry, in Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Then the whole miles Garrett situation. And then to cap it off, to put a cherry on top of this crap Sunday is the shoulder injury that ends up ending a season. And he has to have surgery on it in the off season. I mean, that's crazy. And all because Marquise Pouncey got hurt. Yeah. BJ, Finney very, BJ Finney comes in, steps on his foot and boom. And then so you have this enigma that I feel like Mason Rudolph is horrible. 2019. He'd probably be the first person to tell you, but in 2020, he doesn't play other than garbage time. He plays week 17. The only other time he plays is in the Dallas game. At yeah. the end of the first half, Ben's going to the locker room. I think there was a turnover. And all of a sudden, he goes in there, doesn't do anything. And then Ben comes out after the second half. But I, I guess 2017, I'm sorry, 2020, week 17. Is that one game enough for you to be a little bit confident in Mason Rudolph moving forward, Dave? Or you still think like, oh, I can't get 2019 out of my head? Um, no, it, it it gives me some confidence. I don't think it's enough of a sample size to give you overconfidence, but you definitely saw an improved player who played an entire game, at least, from what you saw the year before. And like you said, guy had Randy Feetner as his quarterback coach who was already in over his head as the offensive coordinator. You know, he wasn't a good enough coordinator to just be a co- to stay on as coordinator, let alone have another job with it. Yeah. It just that did not work. It did not work. And I I you go you take Mason Rudolph who was in street clothes every single game his rookie year. He did not dress. Then you come in the next year and he's finally supposed to be the guy that you know gets the backup reps, gets a little bit more work, then can actually finally start progressing, and he gets thrown in in week two. I mean, think about that. Last year was really the year he was supposed to have the year before, where he was pretty much just the backup the whole time, You know, got to come in and do week 17. I mean, if we just took 2019 out of the equation altogether – how would you feel? You know, yeah, really? you wouldn't know much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't know much, but you wouldn't you wouldn't be com- com- completely down on everything. And I, I'm even going to argue the the counterpoint that I actually did in an article. It was actually a couple of years ago, I think. Um, that that I think Steelers fans would give a little bit more grace to Mason Rudolph and his development if he would have been a, a first round pick. You they would have so? thought of yeah, yeah you know absolutely know. because they're like well sometimes well it was late first round we did put the first round pick with him but you know sometimes you just got to give him a little bit to, to 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 get going you know honestly I think I mean just even before he played in 2019 
do you know how many people? And then, I mean, and when I when I made this, this is before he played a snap. This was after his rookie year. I said, everyone's like, oh, well, Rudolph's not gonna, you know, Rudolph's not the answer. He didn't even dress his rookie year. Yeah. You're like, he's not the answer because he was a third round pick. That was a, a narrative I saw all over the place. So I'm like, okay, so if he would have been a first round pick and still didn't play at all, you would feel completely different about it. And I I always said, if you would have taken him and Terrell Edmonds and swapped them, swapped their picks, how differently would Steelers Nation look at both of them? A ton. Completely different, you yeah. know? But that's just, that's what the draft does. When you put it that way, it makes sense for sure. Um, all right, you know what? We're, we're close to the mid, midway point here. I'm, I want to take a quick break. Uh, I have a question for you about Mason Rudolph when we come out of the break. Uh, it's about what happened this past offseason. We'll talk about that. If you're on the audio side, head over to part two. If you are here live on YouTube or on Facebook, stay here. We're not going anywhere. Be right back. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. <laughs> 